Believe it or not, it's another VO podcast with three guys who are full-time voice actors at different stages of life, career, and location. But they have formed a bond and work together to hold each other accountable and help each other on their VO path. Three guys from different backgrounds working together, helping each other, and sharing with you along the way. Hey, what are we calling it again? It's, it's another, another VO, VO podcast. podcast. Okay, okay, guys. Sorry, I get it. Come on. You're not my dad's. Welcome back to It's Another VO Podcast. And this is uh, Troy Holden with Jake Sanders, Alden Schoenberg. And today we have a guest and we're excited. This is the first interview that's been done on this side of the podcast for us. And this is Sarah Tyndall. And we, I think she kind of goes by that girl, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sarah, how are you today? I'm doing really, really well. This is my second Zoom out of three for today. So I love that today's like Zoom. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of fun getting to yeah. see people. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I went over to your website and I had looked at it once before. It had been a few months and played back through your demos again and, and listened to them just really good demos, good, solid stuff, good, solid work. I, I always see you as a VO cheerleader in a lot of ways, because I see you supporting so many people on different venues of social media, uh, just a big advocate for the business, supporting others and lifting the community up, uh, which is great. I also saw you made the same mistake that we made last week. You thought Father's Day was last Sunday and you made a cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think a lot of us, for some reason, expected it to be last week and it wasn't. Um, oh, but, was that that um, carrot cake? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That looked yeah. delicious. It did. <laughs> I saw that on and your that's Instagram. That's my favorite. Yeah. That, that's definitely my favorite. Um, so tell us a little bit about your history with voiceover, when you got started, why you got started, and, and uh, where your passion came from for it. Well, that's um, a very, you know, a layered question. So um, I, I got to go way back. And, you know, when I hit high school, I was one of the, you know, I think I was like the head of my high school theater department and in everything, um, going to competitions. I just all of a sudden was like, wow this is me. This is for me. And so I went on, I moved across the country and I went to college in South Dakota. I'm from the East coast, originally from Delaware. So I moved across the country. Um, I found really great people and the professors I just clicked with. So I went to school for acting, a BFA in acting. And I did that. And, you know, a lot of different things kind of happened, but as a lot of my friends were moving off to New York or they were getting jobs for summer stock theaters, um, residencies, things like that. Well, I just went where the wind took me and I had, you know, met someone and their journey was to join the Navy. And I didn't know that until graduation. It was kind of a surprise. So uh, I had a choice find something to do with acting or follow them in their journey and get married. And so I chose that life and 
it was cool because it brought me out here to Washington, which I chose to stay. I've been here since uh, 2005. But even though things didn't work out, I, you know, just wanted to be here. And then I made a new family. I have kids. Um, I'm with a guy that is from here. So I put acting aside. I just kind of left it behind and was like, well, that was one thing that I did. Okay, new chapter. And I, at the time, was living on an island. People may know it as Whidbey Island. That's where the um, naval station is. And I didn't really have any opportunities outside of community theater for acting. So I was like, well, yeah, that's definitely right a closed book. And I went on. Um, I thought, well, maybe it would be fun to do cosmetology. There's a school. They do cosmetology. I'm creative. I mean, I change my hair all the time, right? <laughs> so I thought, I'll try that. And I did. And I loved it and ended up. Um, I had taken some time um, when my partner at the time was on deployment. I would go back home to the East Coast. I was able to teach theater and art in high school at the high school level. And I really liked teaching, but I still was pretty young. I didn't feel that I was far enough removed from high school age, you know, so I wanted a little bit more life experience. It just felt disconnected. So when I went for um, my certification in cosmetology, then I realized, oh, there are people that go around, they travel around and they work for schools. They also work for different brands. And so I was um, an educator at a school for adult learners, but also I would go to salons and I would talk about color theory and Terms, you know, yeah, you don't want to hear all that, but all the things that go into how to service your clients and run a business. So I did that for like eight years and worked in a salon. I had a salon business for about five years. And at that time, everything was great, you know. I took a workshop on voice acting. So I was living at the time on another tiny island, <laughs> island <laughs> in <hopper>. Washington. <laughs> and I saw a sign. We have like the little community brochures that tell you things that are happening in that month. And so I grabbed one of those and there was a gentleman advertising, hey, do you want to know what it's like to be a voice actor? And I thought, well, what is this? I had no idea. Because when I went to college a while ago, um, voice acting, we didn't even cover it. Uh, one of my professors, she talked about going into the city, going to uh, Minneapolis and doing some recording, but we never focused on it in our voice classes. So I was intrigued and I started, you know, going back and asking former uh, peers from college and professors, hey, what do you know about voice acting? And two, one of my old roommates, she was successful in doing voiceover. She does a lot of political and um, has her own clientele and is very successful. Um, she said, oh yeah, I've been doing this for a long time and this is my studio and it's in my house and I have kids and 
it just seemed like the perfect solution to life. Sure. <laughs> and my professor said, oh my gosh, it's only $150 for a workshop a whole day to learn about voice acting. That's a steal of a deal. Take that class. And so I did. And it felt like after taking the class, oh, I get this mic. I do this. I contact this person for a demo. Oh, it's just so clear cut. And I did the things and just got going. And I think by having that, by having the specific people to reach out to, the contacts, I cut through a lot of deterrence, BS, um, call it whatever you will. Um, it was kind of a direct way in to getting started. What I didn't know was there was a lot more that I didn't know, right? <laughs> you don't know what you don't know um, until mm -hmm. later. So that's another story. But this all happened right before COVID hit. So surprise, I um, had done some work with Mark Cashman. I reached out. Well, first I reached out to Chuck Duran first, um, as recommended from this workshop. And he said, well, I want you to check in with Mark Cashman. So I did. And we did a little bit of work on commercial. And then it was time to get started on my demo process. Um, that was the summer before COVID hit. So I did that, started putting together my landing page website getting rolling and didn't really officially launch everything until like February, like right before. Cause what COVID, I think out here, things shut down in February, right after Valentine's day. Cause mm -hmm. that's when we had our first positive case in Everett. Yep. Um, so it was just like perfect timing. I had to decide do I, what do I do here? Do I focus on voiceover, voice acting? Do I close my salon business? The way things went and having children at that point, even though I was brand new, I made the choice to not go back to the salon after COVID and just throw all my eggs in one basket and do this. That's yeah. my story. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. I actually, I have a very similar, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm very similar to that. I come from a, you know, theater background. Um, I mean, I even had a film, a, a television agent for a while. Um, and I did community theater literally from, uh, 2011 to last year, pretty much. And, uh, so I kind of, I've, I understand what you're talking about. They're already having that background in acting, but then being able to skip through some of that, those weeds, so to speak, and kind of just, start learning what you need to do to do voiceover from your house. So that's really cool. And I totally, I'm right there with you. The timing of you getting your demo and starting putting yourself out there is I'm right there with you. February of 2020 was when I booked my first gig in voiceover. So yeah. yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Interesting. I think, awesome. Yeah. And I think we all get it, Sarah, when you talk about, you discover there's a lot that you don't know. Yeah. Man, we've all hit that wall over and over again. I think that, you know, oh, there's this, oh, this. So, so who have been some of your coaches and mentors that help open your eyes through that journey to so many of the things that you didn't know you didn't know? Yeah. Um, well, Chuck Duran, first and foremost, I mean, I just love 
I, I love villains. So I call it my origin story, you know? Um, but <laughs> I, I always, that. I'm just like, so grateful that he was the first person that helped me out, you know, because we didn't just do a demo together. He, you know, told me, well, you need a website. <laughs> mm -hmm. You need to get on social media. You know, um, he gave me these tools, um, things that I needed to go and do. Um, and then Mark Cashman was great for helping me get started in commercial and understanding, you know, that we all know, right. Um, the non announcery, right. Vibe. Um, and then I, I mean, I've worked, I, I do so many trainings and, um, webinars and just try to absorb as much as possible, but, um, from, many, many people, but I, um, then after doing my commercial demo, I, one of my passions, I really, really, really want to be a promo girl. I oh, love yeah. promo. It's kind of like my revenge because when I was growing up, my household, you don't watch a lot of TV, you know, maybe you get a little bit of TV in the afternoon after school, definitely no MTV. I mean, this is when we were pouring some sugar on me and, you know, white snake, like all that. Nice. Um, like, no, we're not going to watch that. Um, so I did it anyway. And I did it a lot because I wasn't allowed. So I really went for it. And I just I, I love the TV, you know, streaming. I just love that. So I wanted to do promo. Now, I didn't know at the time Promo can be really difficult and can really take a long time. There's levels to even reaching those auditions. So mm -hmm. I didn't know that, but I really wanted to train in it. So I worked with Jody Gottlieb and did my promo demo and I learned a lot and I really built confidence and felt like, yeah, I can do this. So I love that because I think a good coach helps you uh, find your pitfalls, right? And fine tune things, oh, yeah. but also they support you that you can do this. And mm -hmm. even if it's right now, if you keep working, you're going to. So it's yeah. a matter of time. Um, yep. And then I, it's funny, and I'm sure you guys have a similar thing. But also when I started, I thought everything would be, oh, well, I do commercial <laughs> and then I'm, I'm probably just going to do commercial, right? Because that will be plenty and <laughs> there's so many commercials. <laughs> so right. I just thought that was it. And I worked with a guy at the salon and he would come up to me and say, oh my gosh, you're so funny. You're so animated. He was also one of my students. So he knew me really well. And he was like, you're going to be on Bob's Burgers. And I would get so <laughs> mad at him. And this was before COVID. So when I was just starting and he's like, you're totally going to be like the next Gail on Bob's Burgers. And, oh, man, you know, and I it got to the point where I'm like, no, I can't. That will never happen. I need you to listen to me. That'll never happen <laughs> because I don't live in L.A. I can never be a character. I can't do video games. You just don't understand. And so he's like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see. And then, you know, as I was doing training in different workshops, 
and things went remote, then I thought, you know, my next thing to focus on and train and work on would be my game demo. Um, mm. It was between like animation or game, but I, I really like games and the acting style. Um, so I started training and doing that and um, started working with Erin Fitzgerald, which if she's not on your radar, look her up. Um, she was in Ed, Ed and Eddie, um, you know, classic. All, just um, she was in one of my favorites, the original cast of Monster High. So <laughs> like Barbie, but spooky. Oh, um, OK. Yeah. <laughs> a little goth. Um, <laughs> so she's great because she focused on acting it, it what we weren't even like working the mic it was like in a big space in my house um and working on character yeah. working on you know if you're in a session and they say do this you need to have something in your wheelhouse that's close to what they're asking right right like on demand it's more about them it's sessions. less about the mic and more about your character yeah. and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. So even though I thought I was going to be the commercial girl and just do commercial, um, I started to, it was like, I was peeling the layers and like, this is why I started this. This is why I did this in high school. Mm -hmm. This is why this is exciting. And just started working more and more and more on those. Um, there's a lot of people. So I, um, I could go on about people that I think are incredible in this industry. Um, but I will say probably the biggest thing of you don't know what you don't know until you find out. Uh, I started, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mark Gus from ACM. He's one of ACM talents. Yeah. Founders. Yep. And sure. I started going to his events. He was doing events with, um, Joan for Sovas and I did those. And then I started doing his clubhouse events when clubhouse, you know, just really started going and he had so many people on and other agents, you know, other agents, other managers, um, people that were working in promo people that were trailer voice artists where I'm like, Oh, that's how that works. And the ability to ask questions without feeling shamed or mm -hmm. like you should know the answer or we've talked about this for the last 10 years. Why don't you know or search the group? Mm -hmm. Sorry, but we don't know <laughs> when we're getting going. And so I, right. I would rather ask questions directly than doing it in, in the Facebook groups. I'm not yeah. about that anymore <laughs> that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah that's that's a good yeah. approach yeah mark um continues to have all kinds of great content um yeah. one of the people that i'm pretty close with is uh mark Ryder, and of course mark's on their roster and mark's a great guy and uh sending of course this will air later but i do want to send condolences and prayers to mark he lost his mom yesterday and and uh, I know that's a tough time. I know he was he was very prepared for it. But uh, anyway, uh, we're thinking about you, buddy. Um, to hear him go through his process and your and what you're talking about is very similar because 
Mark was very targeted in where he wanted to be and, and how to set his goals and how to work at it to get there. And, and I love hearing that the focus, the hard work and targeting things and the perseverance is just, you know, I think that's key uh, in anything we do. So and hearing that this is a real passion for you, I enjoy that, too, because there are people that we that, that you talk to in the industry and you can tell they like what they do. They enjoy it, but they don't seem to feel as privileged as you wish they would feel sometime to be in the position they're in. So yeah. I, I enjoy hearing that. Mm -hmm. um, Jake, I, I'm surely you've got some questions. I can see your eyes are lit up. So, well, yeah, no, I was just, I'm curious because, you know, we all have our ways of getting our work. I mean, like, what's your business model? Like, do you mainly, I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure you, I'm sure you do direct marketing and I'm obviously sure you have agents and, and you might be on some sites and stuff like that. Where, where do you feel like you get most of your work from? If you're willing to share that with us. Yeah, totally. Well, it varies. Um, it really varies. Now, before I did my commercial demo, I was um, instructed by a voice actor to go on Upwork and just see what happens. I did that at the time. It was great. But I think as you know, we all know, as we evolve and really educate ourselves, like, yeah, it was for peanuts, but it was for experience to sure, really yeah. prove to myself, right. um, should I even do this? Like, are people even going to buy it? Like, do people yeah. even care? Mm -hmm. um, so I say that because I know, I know there's a lot of feelings about when people are brand new and they're going towards these, you know, kind of low hanging fruit sites. Well, I didn't know it was low hanging fruit, you know? Right. No I one really does in the trying. beginning. Yeah. Right. You can't be and, faulted for that. I mean. Yeah. So then um, I, someone was like, oh, well, voice one, two, three. So I went there and around when I, you know, did my demo, I was booking so much and I was paying like nothing to yeah. be on there. But then with COVID things changed and then I upgraded, I started paying more and then my bookings went down. Mm. So, you know, I'm like, why I paid more, but now I'm making less. It didn't make sense. Um, but now that I've been on there for a while, um, on and off taking breaks, it fluctuates. I feel like for me, it just fluctuates. And, sure. you know, for a while it was a lot of commercial work and then it became a lot of character work. So being booked for, you know, more games and animations and things like that, um, which is also, you know, kind of how your career will pivot when you start to yeah. see, oh, people want to pay me for this. This is what's working. Yeah. Um, I have, I am agented up in regional and feel like I have really good relationships and um, get great things from my regional representation. Some of it is overlap, um, but I feel lucky in the agents I have, they all have their own unique things for their region yeah. um, that don't overlap. Um, and then I, well, I was brought on to post, uh, Coast to Coast with Portia Scott. Oh, yeah. Last That's awesome. uh, fall, this fall that just passed. And so that was incredible. 
And that's what made my made me need to give my friend in the salon an apology <laughs> because I realized, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is where animation lives. Yeah. So um, she really focuses and is heavy in animation and training for that. So that also led to working with Everett Oliver and, you know, just really focusing on education for animation. Um, so I love my agents. I also, hmm, it's time that I tell on myself, Uh-oh. I do direct marketing on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I love to connect with people. And I just recently got out of my head and started just asking for help. Just, Hey, this is, you know, this is what I do. Do you have need? For what I do, you know, could we collaborate? And it worked. Hmm. So amazing how when you just you're open and honest about, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Do you want to work together? People respond in an authentic way. Sure. Yeah. Well, you're I being was, authentic, right? Yeah. I mean, that you're being authentic. That's an that's an that's a way to be like, hey, I, I I do this. Do you need help doing this? And that that shows the human side of you, right? You know. Yeah. For some reason I thought or was like told LinkedIn, play it cool. Just be cool. Mm. Just find someone you want to connect with. If they connect with you, be cool. And (laughs) don't say you need anything because that'll be too needy. Don't, you know, (laughs) don't ask for work. And so I, that's what I've been doing this whole time. And something just clicked in my head. Maybe it was just like, what are we doing? Like, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time to manage those conversations, right? Right. I need to just, let's just go. I'm here to go. Um, so that's been working. Um, I also like listening to Mark Scott and Mm. his, Mm -hmm. his Friday deals Mm -hmm. and he'll have people on like Gina Scarpo was just on and, um, yeah. And so that maybe that's been influencing my thinking, but I have to tell on myself and I haven't been doing direct marketing, like emails, CRMs, like I am not there yet. Um, and I should be. So maybe after the summer, that's where I'm going to be spending my focus. Well, idea. I bet you're going to thrive in that. I mean, if you're doing if you're doing this, if you're doing very, this well already without having to do the direct marketing, when you do the direct marketing, I all I see is you just going up like that. I mean, that's that's awesome. Now, let me ask you. Um, so, since you've been with uh, Coast to Coast, and have you have you gotten like what what's your favorite role that you've gotten to do, even if it's I, not with Coast to Coast? Sorry. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, because I haven't booked. I am like, oh, some of them. I just felt. so so good about it. and like oh that was awesome and we all you know, feel, we all have those yeah. you know <laughs> even working when you're working with your coach because I will bring in you know Everett for something you know some things that I'm like oh I just gotta get this I gotta nail it um and I felt really good and then nope but that's that's part of it that's part of the education right yep uh yep. right the psyche of doing this but um I was really excited because it was really close to finishing my game demo. And I feel like when you're really living in a world or in a genre, you're really focused on something magic happens. And 
I was cast in Genshin Impact, which is, you know, um, a really huge game franchise. Oh, and I think I, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> really Genshin, cool. Genshin for sure sticks out to me, so I'm pretty sure yeah. I've seen that in passing. Yeah, and you can uh, watch the cutscenes on YouTube because oh, they do updates. So there's a huge following because people are playing the game. You know, they won't release a character, a playable character, until you get you know a certain amount of requirements, and then. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting for the player. So I was like, what? How, how, how do I even deserve this? I felt major <laughs> imposter syndrome, like, right. this is such an honor. Yeah. And what was so cool about it, my kids at the time, they're going to be 13. I have twin uh, boys, middle school boys. And at the time, um, you know, they were like a, year, a couple years younger and they were just like, what? You're in what? And I went to Seattle to the uh, Formosa studio to record in studio. And there was a little bit of dubbing work, too. And so that was really nice to be in studio and have people help you. Um, so they were just my kids were so impressed. And they went and told, you know, I'm just in it. I'm in this because I want to be popular with middle schoolers. OK, that's <laughs> that really is the like motivation the most exciting thing. <laughs> oh, man, it's <laughs> hilarious. You know, you are, when you are buying time and being able to pull up to the school and let them yeah. out and them not shush you out of the way. Now they're kind of like taking their time. My mom's in video games. Oh, yeah. man. Well, it's kind of funny because they showed um friends, you know, they showed kids at school on their devices. Um, oh, this is my mom. And people are like, you're lying. That's <laughs> not your mom. That's not your mom. One person said that's a country singer, which I'm not. Um, and then other people were just like, that's you're lying. And they're like, they had their feelings hurt because they're like, what? why does anyone believe us? And it's like, well, because this is such a wild world that people don't always think about what's behind their characters, their shows, the commercials, right? No one, uh, middle schoolers are not thinking about the person that's voicing the Nike commercial, right? They're focused on the shoe. So, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, If you were going to shovel out some advice to, to some of the people who were in, in your position back in uh, before you were getting started. And, and I've got a feeling what part of it may be, but what, what would you tell them, you know, about how to get started and what not to do? Well, do you have another hour? Um, <laughs> that's really difficult. Um, it's difficult because there's, there's so many things. Um, First of all, and I heard this last night um, on Dave Fenoy's um, Zoom, not Zoom, his Facebook, YouTube event that he does. Not everyone's, no one's path is going to be the same. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's cool. Like, I think it's so cool and interesting to know. And I could read books for days on how people got started. And it's because we're all so different. And what works for one person, you know, doesn't work for the next. And so 
I would say definitely um, learn, but don't compare. Mm. And I think this is something I go back to often because there is so much out there. It got to the point I was consuming so much media, um, so many, you know, readings where you read and you get feedback from this person and that person and that it became a little confusing mm-hmm. and misguided because, mm-hmm. right, there's there's so many different opinions. Um, so I set out like my career, my trajectory, right? Of These are the things I want to do. And I'm going to do those things. Even if I'm not doing it now, even if I got to know, this is what I'm going to do. And you're with me. <laughs> you're either on the ride, you're on the caravan or not, but I'm going for it. And that way too, you're really focusing your mad money, your pocket change on those opportunities, like always looking out for, you know, if I'm, if I'm with an agent that's focused in animation, that needs to be a big focus, right? Um, so mapping that out. Um, but this is where I'm fun because one minute I say something and then the next minute I flip it (laughs) because while I have that trajectory of the things I want to do, also being open to things that happen organically Mm -hmm. and something happened organically, which took a lot of pressure off, um, made my mental health, right. Uh, stronger, better, more positive because every audition that hit the inbox was to do my very best, you know, nail it, work it. So I'm happy with it. I would book me, right. I'm in love with it. But not have that like, oh, man, I got to book this or I can't send my kid to swim team. I can't pay for gymnastics or, you know, pay rent, whatever. Right. Pay the bills to keep the studio running. Um, I attended one of the Mark Gus events and Scott Brick, legendary audiobook narrator, right? coach, all that was on there and. I tuned in because he's cool and I just wanted to hear about it, but I had zero intention of ever doing an audiobook. Because, Fine. yeah, right? And so, and two, through COVID, I've learned, yeah, I'm big time ADHD, big time, and have like changed things, how I, how I work, how I do things. Um, to have a better workflow in dealing with ADHD. Um, dog, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Sorry. Now she's like, I'm going to chew on my leg for fun. Um, Go ahead. You were talking about ADHD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Here's a, yeah. So um, in doing things to manage that, I thought, oh, audiobooks, gross. Never going to do that. And I was terrified of the technical mm-hmm. of like mastering. What does that even mean? And ACX standards, I would look at it and go, this is like Japanese. I don't get it. <laughs> and then after that, or during that workshop, Mark Gus said, so I asked a question. I don't remember it, but Mark said, well, Sarah, have you ever 
have, do you do audiobooks? Have you ever considered doing an audiobook? And I said, no, 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 uh-uh. And he's like, oh. And then something in my head was like, well, why, why don't I? Why do I just take the perception of like, it's not for me and not try? And so I auditioned for one and I booked it right away. And then how many people are going to listen to this? <laughs> and then <laughs> once I booked it, I learned how to do it. So I reached out to George the Tech and said, I need to know how do we get ACX standards? And he has a great service for doing that. And so I thought, "What's? why didn't I do this before now? Because I'm now, since the winter, I'm into I just finished my sixth audiobook. Oh so wow. That keeps me, you know, content and it keeps me in my studio all day long. So yep. when auditions roll in, I'm right here. Ready to yep. do. Yeah, ready to go and you know, sitting and recording, focusing. It's it, it's kind of the opposite of what I thought it would be because I can hyper focus on that mm. and somehow it works. I don't know. It works. And, um, I've been getting them in pretty quick and keep getting asked to do more. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that is good. Yeah. sometimes yeah. we just have to jump off the ledge and trust, yeah, you know, exactly yeah. those things exactly. that intimidate you, you know, they, they sometimes are a door blocking you from something greater yeah. you know, opening yeah. up in your career and in your business. So yeah, yeah, kudos and listeners to the podcast, take note, whatever it is, that's keeping you from trying that next big thing in your voiceover career. Just do it. Just give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. So let, let me ask Sarah, what, because you've talked about stubbing your toe, you, you didn't use those terms, but stubbing your toe along the way, being discouraged and then having to overcome it. What do you find as a regular practice that keeps you encouraged and motivated to stay with that grind that we all have to endure in our VO business? Yeah. Um, well, for one, I'm really fortunate to have a partner that from the <clears throat> get-go has been very supportive of this. And I mean, he built me this booth when we, we bought an old house uh, during COVID. And so he was like, I'm like, hey, can I get a studio bricks? I need a studio bricks. And he's like, why would we do that when we can do this? And even though I can't pick it up and move it, it's been great. So he's very supportive. And when I'm in a place where Ugh, this doesn't feel right or something's not working or um, he always have has a good way of looking at it that never involves. Yeah, maybe it's time to try something else right? That's not in the vocabulary. Um, I have, I just have this really strong feeling that this is what I'm meant to do. Hmm. Um, it's kind of that once again, it goes back to that origin story of, I kind of blew things. Can we get one of my professors to listen to this? I kind of <laughs> blew things in college. I was really good at hosting a party. <laughs> and read into those lines. Um, you know, I 
I kind of got caught up in things and didn't, we all can say that about life, right? We didn't focus sure. where we needed to. We didn't put in enough at the time, but really, I just feel like that wasn't the right time because this is the right time. Everything happened for a reason. And this is the time. Um, now that doesn't mean things don't get frustrating and even mm -hmm. dark, right? Um, mm -hmm. people don't talk enough about the dark of this where you just, things aren't working. You know, I've had times where I'm submitting things and what gets confusing if you're submitting and you're not booking and then people say, well, then go to your coach. We'll then do this, you know, get feedback. Well, when you get feedback, that's positive. Like, yes, you are doing it. This is like, that's great. That's totally bookable. Well, if you're still yeah. not booking, you don't know what else to do, you know, or people will say, oh, well, make sure your studio's up to par. But then when your studio's up to par and it's gone through checks with multiple people, right? Trusted engineers. Yep. Then what? Well, then you just keep going. Right. Good point. Yeah. It's a good yeah. point. Just keep swimming. Right. Yeah. yeah. It does yeah. get tough. <laughs> but, you know, that's the good thing about the, the big community of people and, you know, accountability groups and, and having people that hold you hold you up and you celebrate your wins, you, you cry your losses and you know, and, and like you said, you get the support a lot of times that, no, you're not doing anything wrong. It, it, it's just a su subjective business. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, we face in every aspect of this business, very, very high percentage of rejection, whether it be oh, an yeah. email or a contact <clears throat> we make and they turn us down. And and <clears throat> I'm also a big follower of Mark, of Mark Scott. I, I like a yes, no, or a maybe. You know, and, and especially, you know, the yes is, yeah, but they're so far apart. You know, you send mm -hmm. out a thousand emails and you get 10 warm responses, maybe. And out of those 10, one might lead to, well, we'll put you on the roster and then yeah. you may or may not ever get an audition, you know? So it's, you never know. It's just, it's the life we lead. I yeah. love that. Yep. When you, you mentioned, you know, you reach out and they're like, yes, we'll put you on the roster. Or yes, we definitely can, you know, collaborate, but it could be a year from now. Absolutely. Like we have no way right. of knowing. Yeah. And, and that's really, that's really. Yeah. Seeds Absolutely. don't grow overnight. Yeah. They take a long time and they take right. a lot of things, they take a lot of factors for them to grow. Water. Oh, it's it's time, true. All that stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that all you're doing is planting seeds and you just never know when it's going to flower. Very true. I had an audition Very today true. sent to a client that I'd reached out to and I recognized the name from my list, but they had never sent me an audition. And I looked back and it'd been like a year and a half almost since they first said, we'll put you on a roster. We'll nice. keep you in mind, you know, mm -hmm. just goes yeah, so. to show you. Yeah, yeah, it, it happens. It takes time. Um, Sarah, we don't want to keep you all day. I think we could all sit here and talk about this business all day. <laughs> yeah, we could. True. There's so much to cover, but yeah. there's some really great insight here. Uh, and I think people are going to enjoy hearing all of this because of the, the focus, the hard work, the perseverance, being targeted, setting goals, you know, and, and when I went to your website and it all tied right in with what you talked about, promo was the first demo, then commercial, then, then video game. And it's like, I'm putting the dream right up top. That's what I'm nice. after. And that's, that's great. Uh, I just started working with uh, Ryder on promo as well. And I, I started with radio imaging 
and have got a few clients and that was his encouragement start there try to get some internet stations get that going because it's you need that to kind of springboard the promo for a guy for some reason and you know i said well i don't want to do well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to do. I don't ever expect to do movie trailers and things like that. But I'd love to get some local promo stuff. Uh, sure. And it tie into the imaging. And you got to have yeah. those dreams. It's in my mission statement. You know, you have to put that stuff out there. You have to put it in front of your face. My mission statement is on the wall here. It's on the refrigerator and it's on the bathroom mirror. It's in three places where I see it every day. And it's a big inspiration. Guys, if you don't have any other questions or, or if you got some closing comments, let's get them in. I was just going to say, uh, Sarah, where can people who are listening find you? What's your your website, your socials? What are those? What do you want to plug before we go? Uh, my website is sarahtindallvo.com and it's a landing page. You can listen to my demos um, or send me an email. Uh, social media, everything, Sarah Tindall. Uh, S it's S A R A H T Y N D A L. Um, and I do have a TikTok, but that's really just like, I, if you really like me and you want to see how this brain really works, I mean, it is ridiculous. It's, it's not good and it's not marketing. It's not for marketing because it should be probably if I'm doing this right. I don't know. I just want a place where I can be a person yeah. like, where yeah. I can just oh, really yeah. be me. And I feel safest doing that on TikTok. There you go. Um, while we Good have point. it, like while we have it. Yeah. <laughs> while yeah. we have it. Cause yep. it's, yeah, it's probably. Yeah. Well, folks go check it out. She's been super fun to talk to. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, I bet, I bet she has a lot of fun, creative things for us to watch. And I mean, I'm going to go check it out here after we get done with this. So thanks for sharing that with us, Sarah. And a lot, a lot of excellent advice and your story, even though it's different from ours, there are so many similarities along the way, so many points of crossover that mm -hmm. I hope a lot of people listen to this episode and, and uh, get encouragement from you, Sarah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. This was really fun. This was my first podcast. So I hope I passed. <laughs> your first of many, honestly. Oh, yeah. First of many. You're, you're a great guest. Yeah. Look out for the email box to blow up after this one. Here it comes. There you get go. Ready. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to It's Another VO Podcast. I'm Alden Schinnerberg. And I'm Jake the Snake. No, you are not. Settle down. All right, all right, all right. I'm Jake Sanders. And I'm Troy Holden. Join us weekly as we spill the beans about our challenges being full-time struggling voice actors. Yeah, and by the way, my girlfriend says you two better get it together because uh, she doesn't want me carrying you two on this podcast saith the voiceover rookie himself but be sure and join us on the next episode because i guarantee it jake will do something worth hearing and what do you mean by that no really what does that mean dude dude let it go it's all right it's all right hey where are you guys going hey don't you kill the feed don't you dare kill the feed hey where, where are you going alden troy what are you are you come back